0: Hello and welcome again. It's me, Daniel Sickleton, here today with another guest, with Zachary Hutchinson here. We're going to ponder together. Zachary, yeah. thanks for joining us.
1: Yeah, here yeah. it's good great. It's great to be on. I'm um, looking yeah. forward to it.
0: So, uh, Zachary, just give us a little bit of um, your context. Where are you at uh,
1: the moment? Where am I? Okay, well, um, I'm currently in final year student at the University of St Andrews. But as of now, I am home on the north coast of Northern Ireland. The beach is about five minutes away. um, And there's worse places to be. down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And I, I saw, I mean, what's, what's the It's, it's, it's early March, uh, 2021. And uh, we are, I think we're in, we're basically in similar lockdown here. Mm. Um, I'm in London. You're there. Similar lockdown. Although those things start to change because we, we, devolution has its effect. Yes. uh, Soon. But I think as I saw you get up just then, you appear to be in shorts,
1: a man ready to go to the beach. I I am ready to get out of the house and take <laughs> my head after this I think it's just been it's been a long week you know well, I,
0: I won't I won't keep you there but there you go just so the <laughs> listeners know that there are hearty folk in Northern Ireland that yeah. in the mids of winter are wearing shorts and ready to hit the beach. <laughs> it's um, March it's spring it's spring. it's, it's spring it's the spring. taffodils are out yeah cool well we've been um just talking a little bit about um um uh, lockdown what it does Your you know you're studying all these things so you're you've got a youthful perspective yes. on them, still <laughs> suppleness of mind um just tell me a little bit about how you've been reflecting a little bit on how lockdown has affected us uh, as uk society as the church in uk
1: yeah well um it was kind of in the during the first lockdown kind of the start around spring um I was just kind of like, it's this is a this is a once in a lifetime thing. This is a once in a lifetime kind of cultural moment, um, and that's kind of a lot of people have. That's kind of been the mantra in a sense over the past year. Now this is this is once in a lifetime. This is the or the new normal, whatever that means. I don't know. Uh, that's a rabbit hole. We'll, we'll park that to one side. Um, but just coming at it from a biblical-esque perspective how do we provide a a framework for this moment how do we provide a, a a framework essentially how we can our worldview and how we kind of view this moment um and it just so happened to be that during my classes we were kind of looking at this um topic called apocalyptic paul um and basically apocalyptic people will probably have the modern connotations of this is end of the world. This is, you know, Nicolas Cage movie, um, zombies, you know, whatever your choice is of kind of end of the world thriller. Um, But in a sense that is like, like further from the truth, the the word itself um, is Greek apocalypsis. It's all about revelation and unveiling the book of revelation, for example, is the apocalypsis of um, Jesus Christ. That's the opening line of, Of revelation and it's all about unveiling and revealing Mm -hmm. essentially um and taking that the word itself and the kind of premise behind that word i think you can come to this kind of apocalyptic framework for viewing how um viewing the world in this moment that covid has unveiled and revealed um positives and negatives both at a societal level at a at a church level, at a family level, and at an individual level, it kind of goes the whole way through. Um, at even a, a global level, um, it, it it is, it is kind of revealed and unveiled um, multiple different things over the past year. Right. Things that were already there. I'm not going to say yeah. that COVID has brought them along. It's actually they've always been there. The cracks have always been there, if you want to use that yeah. analogy. Yeah. But it's actually COVID has deep in the cracks it's made them obvious to the public um to people who weren't aware of it already okay uh, if, if so sense. let's
0: let's take let's take that then um and and just fast i had i i didn't know that that was what apocalyptic meant um yep <laughs> the, the unveiling the revealing uh, that's kind of makes sense though
1: it makes it um, especially with revelation for example yeah. because it's it's all about jesus you know it's that cliche cringy line but it's true you know um and yeah
0: (laughs) and a new heaven and new earth unveiling all that kind of stuff that's that's intriguing so but uh, kind of bring it bring it so you talked about those different levels so so talk talk to us a little bit about how you see the unveiling covid as an unveiling in terms of a from a society perspective
1: society perspective um yeah we were chatting before this i think there's no mistake in my opinion there is no mistake that the increase um of the for example let me rephrase sorry um there's no mistake that black lives matter and the kind of increased awareness of the issue of civil rights has happened over the past year there is there is no mistake and obviously there's been times say over the past 50 years there's been moments um, that have kind of triggered fresh kind of um, outcry and um, movement on the issues. But it's really kind of been 20, 2020, 2021, where society has really grappled with the systemic racism that it has. Um, and that's been, that's been, I believe that's been brought on with with COVID. It's revealed and unveiled the inequalities that are at the heart of society. Um,
0: and then, then also the context in how COVID itself has had, a disproportionate yeah. effect on one hundred percent uh black minority ethnic communities uh pakistani bengali in in that sense, and I suppose part of the thing that that we've been aware of is from from my my day job um is that there those groups already suffer pretty poor health outcomes, but you were saying you were you were kind of clocking on that you were watching a documentary about that a little bit there's,
1: a, there's a documentary on um BBC one that was on this week, right. um, and it was basically talking about um, the effect that COVID has had on kind of ethnic minorities in in, in Britain, um, and just how they more likely come from lower socioeconomic backgrounds and kind of deprived areas, which means there's more pe- um, pollution, which means respiratory systems aren't as healthy, and uh, cheaper food is junk food, which means um, there's there's a link between kind of COVID and obesity uh and so there's there's a clear inequality in society um yeah, i think yeah. as well i was listening to a podcast in the states covid testing centers get set up in more affluent areas right um now, obviously don't quote me on that but this guy was talking about how they're set up actually in more affluent areas than kind of more deprived areas but the deprived areas were the ones where covid rates were seeming to be kind of through the roof okay. um so it, it, it's just it just it, it has revealed and unveiled yeah yeah just what in society itself and the issues
0: yeah that that disadvantage thing kicks in and and i think the thing i pick up from friends um who have been on the front line in intensive care is often the common factor as well as age for intensive care has been yep. obesity or diabetes being a key factor there and yeah, yeah and that's right where you look at that being potentially lifestyle but not a, not a lifestyle choice a lifestyle yeah, yeah. reality yeah. yeah yeah sorry so um, that's so that, okay so that's interesting and i think I, I don't think there's any question about that that there's been an unveiling there from a from a society perspective but now the more knotty thing how about the unveiling <laughs> in a in a church uh, perspective you talked a little bit about the difference between lockdown one, I don't know how many you feel you've had, or or phase one, we've had had three official lockdowns. Yeah, it's
1: all kind of blurry. Um, So so
0: lockdown one being this time last year, or actually a little bit later than this time, this time last year, we were still starting to learn how to not to shake people's hands, I seem to remember. Yeah,
1: yeah, I remember watching football games and players not shaking hands, but there were still, you know, 45,000 people in a a stadium. (laughs) (laughs) Although, Although I
0: heard at the time the football match the football match is not the problem. It's the taxi after and the pub beforehand. There's, there's yeah. a, there you go. Anyway. <laughs> <Sure>. um, <laughs> you um,
1: I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, um, so how about the church? What do you see happening with the church?
1: I think it's it's it has perhaps maybe unveiled a lot of um around just maybe different areas, this kind of sense, and it's not just a church restricted to the church, but um, during kind of March and April, it was, okay, what did we do in person? Now, how do we directly transfer that into online? Um, and this kind of idea of digitization. Um, and it's just that kind of, is that, was that the right thing to do? um because right,
0: it wasn't what you're what you're saying there is it was it was digitalization without thinking it was just yes <laughs> yeah
1: it was just it was just <laughs> we that we need to do something and, it, and understandably it was a once in a lifetime event and there must be grace <laughs> above <laughs> all else and yeah, yeah. just yeah, there must be grace um but now we're a year in um church it it basically it presented an opportunity to innovate and in essentially it 's unveiled okay um are we prepared to adapt and overcome? are we prepared to um reach our congregations are we prepared to reach our communities in different ways that kinda um meets this this cultural moment um and I know churches who have, and I also know churches who haven 't um and it, it's just kind of one of it kinda is revealed essentially just. Maybe characteristics of of churches and what um, they're about. Maybe if you want to phrase it like that, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so it's almost like if the first phase was about can we can we turn this meeting into an online meeting? I suppose in a graceful way. The question is, should we now? Mm. Should we? What what should we be doing? Because of course, actually, part of the thing here is here we are, hundreds of miles apart. Uh, recording a podcast, we didn't, we weren't doing this beforehand. You know, yeah. I, I, I wasn't doing that. You weren't doing this. Um, so here's a, here's an innovation we have done. <laughs> we mm, to yeah. whether it was worth doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> answers on a postcard, please. Yeah. Um, but um, so that there's an innovation in itself. Um, there would, would be other things that we could be doing in that sense. And, and mm-hmm. what do you think? um what do you think if you were, uh, you know if you had all the time in the world you, were, you had you had you were leading a church or leading some kind of group it was happily running along you know it's not which which of we know those things rarely happen but essentially you've got time to think into space what would you be starting to think about what would be the questions what would be the should question, should i do this should i do that that you would be having at the moment um hmm It's a good. Yeah. It's a I good. I'm not going to push you into silence, as you. As yeah, you yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That's
1: a that's a good question. Um. Yeah. Do you have any examples to mine for the bag on you? <laughs> <laughs> just, just to kind of yeah to prime the
0: pump. Well, I think partly it's it's about. Um, if I if I was thinking about that, I'd be thinking about how. okay there there may be a core of people that i'm connecting with and that may be a different core than what i was before so is there is there a new fringe or an existing fringe that i need to do something with that that could be a pastoral concern there could be a worship um concern are we is it worth doing the worship the way we've done it is there a way of doing uh communion is there a way of teaching? Is there a way of relationship? So I suppose mm-hmm. those would be the areas I would be thinking, or evangelism or, or whatever. So it's, uh, or I think I think you mentioned about, I, I think you posed it as a bit of a rhetorical question before, but okay, we're now doing a prayer meeting online, should we? You know, yep. so kind of, yeah, I'm just interested in, if you've, if you've seen any innovations or have been chewing over, hey, this is a great opportunity, why don't we do this, that, and the other? And yeah. I'll put you on the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, both my church at uni and my church at home have innovated. They've completely transformed and reshaped their small group structure. Yeah. Um, small group on Zoom with 20 people doesn't work because people are chatting over one another, and it's just, it's, it's hard, and um, they've really adapted, and, excuse me, and they... Um, reduced it completely reduced it to six Mm -hmm. um and really and it's actually obviously at the time you know it's classic kind of you change anything in church there's always going to be uproar but um they yeah the benefits of it have been fantastic both personally but just knowing that kind of the congregation is stronger for it that's 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 also a small church where it's a bit more easier to kind of do that and a church that i come from back home where it's um several hundred people um they've beginning to now revamp how they do communities. They're kind of really trying to split the church into groups of 40 mm-hmm. um, and letting people opt out, not opt in, which is also interesting, um, and trying to build community and relationships in in that sense uh-huh. uh, because they realize that um, this time round people just don't have the energy to engage yeah. just with the typical online. Um, and it may work, it may not. But there's that element of I guess maybe it reveals this time that maybe we're not willing to to try and fail. Because this is it's right. called hubs. Hubs could it could it could drastically fail and not work, but something needs to be done. Yeah. And it's 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 about that willingness to to try and to try responsibly, of course, not just kind of do something for the crack. But uh maybe that maybe there's something in that too that okay, because everyone kinda of went on to most people went on to online. But now we we have that set structure, we know what we do on a Sunday morning with a live stream, and this is how we do it, and this is how we've always done it, even though it's only been a year, <laughs> and we're not willing to adapt um even though half your congregation is not engaging um if if it could be well more than half yeah yeah um so maybe maybe there's something in that too um obviously, I'm saying this as a fourth year should and i understand it could church leadership is not
0: youth is wasted on the young but you yeah know, we so well. <laughs> you know we'll, we should we should hit some good points for you know for connecting with young people okay one of the things we talked about before zach was about the the phenomenal nature of the uk uh, vaccine program yeah but how that in itself brings on another change and a challenge in in that kind of thing and mm-hmm. and we we're not quite there yet, but we potentially will come into another transitionary period um any
1: reflections on
0: on that in terms of how we face up to that
1: yeah like it's society is beginning to. To open up again, the narrative in media is changing. I find just ever so slightly, it's less um, we're in lockdown for the next ten years, but more optimism. Um, it um, there seems to be so as as we're kind of transitioning out of of lockdowns, and which will hopefully be the last lockdown um, due to COVID nineteen. Uh, that Touch wood. Um, I think there may be.
0: I'm getting hints that potentially could be restrictions coming. In the winter again, but yeah.
1: So, well, cross that bridge maybe another time. Another time. <laughs> rabbit hole, rabbit hole. Um, but essentially, we have to then. How do we? How do we come back? How do we? Um, what's your What's your church structures like then? Are you just gonna put on three services on a Sunday, um, or how do you? You know, how do you begin to to to
0: yeah.
1: transition back to?
0: Um, yeah, yeah that, if, that make, if that makes that sense. sense, and how you and how you potentially, I mean, there was at the top we were talking about taking stuff, existing stuff from church, and taking it into lockdown in some ways. Mm-hmm. To some extent, there's also the thing of taking stuff we've picked out in the lockdown period and taking that into an unlocked place. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm reminded of of part of. I think it's part of the Exodus story, which is to, to talking about remember to take the bones of Joseph. To, mm. with with you in terms of that thing so uh that that need to there are some stuff that needs to be potentially left to hands for us left behind for a season but some things we want to make sure we take with us yeah. um this, this is a tough one let me let me see if i can throw this one this is some more controversial people and posture mm. talk a little bit about that about people and how they posture and that kind of thing now mm. i don't want to know you down to critiquing people and stuff but just just talk to me a little bit about government role, our response to it, our response to with law, regulation and guidelines, which are kind of three different things, although the government does quite a good job of mixing them. So, yeah. Um, but what do you think could be some of the tensions that come up, um, particularly as we come to the transitionary period?
1: Yeah. Um, there's really interesting... Yeah, it 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 it's it, it, yeah, it's just it's an interesting it's gonna be I think to be honest, this time now in the next couple of months is actually gonna be really interesting for churches more so than last March or last April. Right. Um, because everyone has opinions. I have opinions and I have an agenda. Um I think my opinions are right, <laughs> but I'm also humble about it. <laughs> <laughs> um and obviously I say this as a young, healthy twenty two year old who um I can I
0: I, currently in Northern Ireland where, you know, there's low, there's low figures.
1: I live in a sparsely populated country. Um, You know, I I have to acknowledge my own kind of bias in it, but just, it's interesting just seeing perhaps people's posture of fear. Mm. And I would say, I would say just giving into the narrative of of fear that has kind of gripped society, I think over the past year. And obviously I understand if you say have an underlying health condition and, um, Covid is a really scary reality for you. I understand that that can be a real tough spot, but I just think as a people of faith i just don 't think um that fear is, is should be our posture and I think and it' because fear clouds our judgment yeah. um, fear clouds um yeah our de- our decision making and stuff like that and you can you can be safe and you can be responsible, but you can also do it. And have a posture of faith and not fear mm. um, so for those perhaps more so you yeah. think
0: you think that partly one of the tensions and it's interesting because I, I know that people are now looking at how we come out and I have had the question Will do you think we'll meet together in large groups again and, and that kind of thing and I, I don't think it's a question about will we be allowed to I think the issue will be there'll be fracturing within churches as different people view it and some, I agree that with you that it can be a layer of fear, but it's almost a layer of. I suppose it comes back to those that kind of big government, small government kind of discussion about what yeah. level, what level do we expect? And, yeah. and it's amazing that we, Boris Johnson, has been part of doing this. I mean, it must be so against his uh, small yeah. government kind of concepts to do uh, this.
1: Yeah, there's it's 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 about. Um, I don't I don't know like there is is there is there a question I'll pose this for Twerk. <laughs> is there, it, should we be questioning maybe the fact that we aren't question, questioning it ah um
0: see said like a true academic should yeah. be questioning the fact that we're not questioning i like
1: that i'll give you an example yeah um Northern ireland uh-huh. is actually technically the same as england where churches are allowed to open if they want. Yeah. Um obviously do so adhering to social distancing and I've actually seen um some churches in kind of obviously less sparsely populated areas um go about it in a really humble and really really good really good way. Um in Northern Ireland that's technically the same because it's not by law that churches aren't allowed to meet, it's different to Scotland basically where churches by law aren't allowed to meet. Yeah. Um but in saying that um it's a it's a voluntary agreement, and it's just it's interesting to see because the way that the executive Northern Ireland this is my this is all my opinion about it. the Northern Ireland executive are posing it and controlling the narrative where it's um so Northern Ireland released a roadmap, and on the roadmap includes when restrictions will ease for places of worship. But if it's but that sounds as if it's a legal restriction, but actually it's a voluntary restriction, and just small things like that where it's they're controlling that. Like, to be fair. I put my hands up and say, that's kind of smart. It's good politics. Um, they're controlling the narrative, but we ha- are we prepared to healthily question, okay, you're controlling the narrative here. Um, so it now looks as if a church of say a small congregation want to meet, say, I don't know, say Northern Ireland country churches are like 25, 30 people yeah. and, and you have a big church hall. You want to socially distance and you do it well. And um, you know, if the police want to come down and check you, you can because you're doing everything safe Um, and responsibly there if say church they'd want to open up in two weeks time in preparation for Easter most important kind of holiday of the church year Um, it now looks as if what to the public's perception that's illegal but actually it's not but it's just the way it's being and if you understand what I'm trying to say there should maybe be healthy questioning going on to the point where I'm like you know, anarchy and libertarianism. I'm not trying to argue that at all, but there needs to be just healthy, critique. Yeah. Which, which, which is fine. Which is, and it, and if you don't have that now, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But it's down the line. It's yeah. ten, fifteen, twenty years. Um, in a sense, you know, it's it's a you know, what does it unveil about our attitudes and our yeah. postures and down how, the line when yeah, it's maybe more we, sneakier issues?
0: It, it'd be interesting to take to take some of us to be parachuted into places which are which don't have our freedoms in terms of faith yeah Yeah. and to see how we'd face those things now partly we probably wouldn't be looking to meet in large numbers anyway or publicly in that sense but that is interesting that is interesting itself well um i appreciate uh exactly you you having a crack at going to those things and and, uh, <laughs> and nibbling at the edges i'm, I'm yeah. hoping it would draw some thoughts and questions in terms of, for people uh who are tapping in if you are tapping in for the first time today welcome uh, mm-hmm. to this ponderings podcast do make sure you have a listen to the others it would be great to hear from you we're looking for more people to come on and discuss different things pondering what it is like to be a follower of jesus in the 21st century look forward to hearing from you soon